Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to What to Do for this week, ending on November 13, 2020. As if 2020 couldn't be crazy enough, we have to have our Friday the 13th craziness and things like that happening in the world. Wow, Friday the 13th of 2020. As if 2020 wasn't crazy enough, uh, now we have to deal with something else that's happening, which is Friday the 13th, which always freaks people out. But I always think of Friday the 13th in November as the day that Felix Unger was asked to remove himself from his place of residence, and that request came from his wife. Deep down, he knew she was right. But he also knew that someday he would return to her with nowhere else to go. He appeared at the home of his childhood friend, Oscar Madison. Several years earlier, Madison's wife had thrown him out, requesting that he never return. Can these two divorced men share an apartment without driving each other crazy? Yes, friends, that is the beginning of the odd couple, which took place today when Felix got thrown out of his house. Um... What a great show. It didn't last as long as it should have lasted. Uh, I guess it was kind of New York centric and shows at that time, I guess that were New York centric really didn't resonate with the rest of the, of the country. Although uh, you had Gary Marshall involved with it and Gary Marshall, of course, went on to great heights of fame with, uh, you know, happy days and Laverne and Shirley and other programs and other movies. Um, you know, and Penny Marshall had had some great success, and I believe that she appeared on on that program. But from a sports perspective, it was very cool to see, like, you know, Oscar involved with the Monday Night Football shenanigans. But just exactly what it is, it was shenanigans. It was so much fun to watch, and you can catch it on reruns, I'm sure. But today's the day that Felix Unger was thrown out of his place of residence. Again, everybody, I am your host, John Gillick. We are live from the Mayello and Manzi Insurance Studio. And if you need to get in touch with those folks for your insurance needs, their number is 201-991-0028. Again, we are live from the Mayello and Manzi Insurance Studio. And we are live each and every Friday. But of course, you can find this program throughout the week. On many different platforms, you can find it on Facebook, you can find it on Twitter, you can find it on buzzsprout.com. And thank you for the hits that we're getting on this. Uh, this is just amazing to see how this thing has taken off in about five months of doing it. We are in season two. This is episode number four, I believe, which is just mind boggling to begin with that it's gone this long. Um Thank you to all of you who are reaching out to me. I'm getting new listeners and new people involved with the program every day. Thank you out there to North Carolina and Georgia, especially Georgia. Thank you for turning blue. Um, if you know that what I'm talking about, you will understand. Uh, but no, thank you. We have listeners from, from Georgia who've chimed in and uh, they caught it through the Facebook so if you want to get in touch with me through Facebook, I am John Gillick from Scotch Plains, New Jersey, and uh, you can always email the show at jjg5150 at aol.com. So it took a few days to figure out who was going to be the president of the United States. I'm not going to go down that path because as I've said time and time again, this is not a political program. However, you have to be thrilled that uh, Kamala Harris is going to be our first female vice president, which now opens the doors for a lot of young ladies to aspire to some sort of role in politics. And I think that's a, a great thing. I know as an educator, 
when I have uh, young ladies who want to play drums and I have young ladies who want to play instruments that are not typically a female instrument, I always encourage it. Um, and I think that having role models, you know, to look at and model yourself on is always important. And obviously uh, Kamala Harris is going to be that for some young lady that's out there who aspires to be vice president or even president of the United States. And I think it's due time um, that the ceiling is being shattered. Uh, and I think that it's good that we are acknowledging the fact that, you know, it, we are, we are equal. we truly are equal folks. Um, I know we get to the sports segment later on in this program, but we also have to, while we're on the subject of equality, we also have to talk about what the Marlins, the Miami Marlins did today in hiring Kim Ng as the first female general manager in Major League Baseball history. Um, if you want to talk about the glass ceiling being shattered by Kamala Harris, certainly it fits the bill. In the world of athletics, this one shatters the glass ceiling as well. Um what a great pick. She came from the Yankees organization. I believe she was involved with the Dodger organization. Not too shabby if you're involved with the Yankees or the Dodgers. Two long-standing Major League Baseball uh, organizations. And now she becomes the first Major League uh, Baseball general manager. And I think, uh, you know, Jeter running the show down there, not only picking uh, – executives off of the Yankee list, but picking executives that are going to make a difference and be that role model for somebody. That the young lady is probably sitting there saying, now I can get my foot in the door and not be just some sort of, you know, back back of the scene type of person. I can get in there and actually be an executive and, and help out with, with Major League Baseball. You know, and so I've always said it to my wife. My wife is an ad, a, a, a diehard Yankee fan. She is an ardent giant fan. She roots passionately for Notre Dame and she roots passionately for the Rangers and the Knicks. And I've always said she would have been a great executive. Uh, she just has a feel for, especially baseball. She just has a feel for that game. And, um, it's, it's a sentiment that's shared by others as well. So she not only knows the game, she also understands the game. And I'm, I'm so glad that the Miami Marlins were able to make that happen in the world of sports. So the glass ceiling, ladies, is being shattered, as one of my good friends wrote on Facebook not too long ago. Make sure you don't step on the glass in your shoes, ladies. Uh, the ceiling is broken. So good for you and good for, uh, good for us overall. Um. COVID, folks, I know I talk about it every single week, and some of my listeners have said, you know, this is really cool that you mentioned all this stuff, but you know what, gang? We need to be smart, and we need to be smarter. Uh, if you look around what's happening in, in, uh, in athletics, you have a lot of postponed games this week uh, due to the COVID, due to what's happening with student bodies just having... I guess just having open parties and things like that are, are, are going on. We need to be wiser about what's happening in college football alone. This weekend, we have one, two, three, four, five games postponed and one canceled. Okay. So the Ohio state, Maryland, big 10 matchup canceled. You have Texas A&M and Tennessee postponed. You have Auburn, Mississippi state postponed. Huge matchup in the ACC. You have Alabama LSU, who's not having a great year, but postponed. You know, these are signs of the times, folks, and we, we need to take care of business. We need to make sure that we are doing the mask thing. We are socially distancing. We are 
taking care of what we need to take care of in order to go forward. And it seemed like between the months of July, August, and September, we kind of beat this thing. And now it's coming back. I know here in New Jersey, and especially in New York, the governors have clamped down. And for you know people who are complaining, bar owners are complaining that they're not going to have the business that they would normally have on Thanksgiving Eve, which is traditionally a party night where everybody comes back to town and has a good old time. Yeah, suck it up. I get it. You're losing business. You're losing money. I understand all that. I'm not dumb, but we live in a different age now. It is a completely different story. And I think that the the smarter we can be about things that are going on in the world, we need to take care of that so we can then move forward and, and go and make things better. Um, I know as an educator, because I am a teacher first and foremost, before I do broadcasting, um, I'm looking forward to seeing the kids come in to my school on Monday for the first time we've had in my building. I teach in a middle school. Uh, we had the fifth graders in. It was so cool to see the little ones coming in the door and just so excited. They were just so excited to be back in, in school in some way, shape, or form. And I'm looking at uh, seeing the rest of the student body come into my building on next week on Monday. And just the excitement you get from the kids that you're talking to them virtually through their lessons and through their things that are doing on virtual, uh, you know, whether it be Zoom or it be Google Classroom or whatever you're using, um, to tell them that they're going to be coming back in the building just to see their excitement and it gets them going. It gets them thinking a little bit about what uh, what excitement it lies ahead for them. Now, hopefully, you know, we don't go crazy over Thanksgiving and holidays. And I get it that, you know, it's, it's a time of the year where you want to spend time with family. I know I, my mom, you know, I, it's, and I'll be honest with you folks. And I will speak from my heart about this program. My family really just consists of my wife, my mom, <laughs> and that, and my aunt who lives up in New York state. I mean, that's it. That's my family. Um, I have some cousins, you know, that I see and I talk to and stuff, but we're not, traveling to see them or, or talking to them. Even my mom is kind of cool with the fact that we're not going to see her on Thanksgiving. So, you know, I, I hope that we can, I hope that we would be able to travel down and, and, and talk to her and see her and things like that. And have my aunt travel down as well. I know on my wife's side of the family, we have our niece and nephew and my sister-in-law and my brother-in-law, you know, again, it's going to be a matter of, can we, and eventually we will. And when that moment happens, whether it be the spring of 2021 or the summer of 2021, the Thanksgiving parties, the, the holiday parties will, will I'm sure, commence and make up for what we lost and what we're, we're missing. Um, and just remember, though, family is always with you. So, you know, that's an important takeaway, I guess you can, you can call it. Um, talking about the holidays, you know, I'm of the mindset that the holidays really don't begin until you see Santa Claus come down the street on the Macy's Thanksgiving day parade. To me, that signals the start of the holiday season, but living in the time that we live in, I'm okay with seeing the Christmas commercials. I'm okay with seeing the holiday commercials already. I'm okay with seeing displays already being put up. Um, I just drove through the center of my town and they have wreaths set up, you know, already. I think that's good for the soul. I think that's good for people to kind of have some sense of, okay, the holidays are coming. 
Let's just make it a beautiful time for one another. And let's just make it a happy time. And those images signal, in my opinion, signal in your mind, happiness and wonder and things like that. So um, keep it up. That's all I can say. Like, bring it up. I, I don't mind seeing the Christmas commercials. I don't mind seeing the holiday sales commercials. And I commend the stores that are not going to be open the day after Thanksgiving, but they've already pushed the Black Friday sales. I forgive it. We live in a different time, folks, and this is the way it is going to be. But if it makes you happy, let's do it. Let's make it happen. Uh, speaking of making things happen, I don't normally talk about other broadcasts and other folks who are in the world of media. It's just not my place. I am at the bottom end of the media spectrum. Uh, but what I find interesting is going to be this Monday, Wolfgang Van Halen will make an appearance on the Howard Stern show where he was, will premiere his brand new single, which is in remembrance of Eddie Van Halen, his dad, obviously, who passed a month ago. Um, and I think that's going to be a poignant moment for him because obviously he is shouldering a lot of the what ifs and could be's about the band Van Halen. Folks, let it go. It's his own thing. Let him do his own thing. Let him make music um, and let him be the musician that he can be. And I tell you, I've seen him live uh, on a couple of the Van Halen tours. And you know what? Yeah, you miss Michael Anthony. You miss that classic Van Halen moment. But you know what? Seeing Eddie's face play with his son on stage, you can't change that. You can't replace that. So, again, that'll be on Monday on the Howard Stern Show. So, the premiere, I'm sure, of the Wolfgang Van Halen single will be then. Speaking of music, again, we have the record and CD show. And, folks, they're not paying me for this. This is on tomorrow here in New Jersey at the Doubletree by Hilton up in Fairfield, New Jersey. This is a great place to go and see uh, and purchase music that you may have missed, whether it be an album or a CD or a DVD of something or a videotape of a concert. Um, they have it all there and all genres of music. That is tomorrow at 10 o'clock over at the Doubletree by Hilton in Fairfield, New Jersey. So if you're in the area and you want to go and bolster your record collection, um, I strongly suggest checking that stuff out, and it's it's a wonderful thing. Um, I'm not sure how they're doing the whole COVID thing. I'm sh I am quite positive it's going to be, you know, socially distanced. Obviously, maybe letting in a few people at a time. But again, it's a wonderful moment to pick up some new music um, that might be missing from your record collection. Uh, speaking of the world of music, staying in the world of music, if you have a uh, someone in your life who is a huge Elvis fan. And this show really started out about giving gifts and, and talking about getting the right gift. What does the right gift mean? Um, I'm always the kind of person who listens to people as they talk about certain things that they would like. And then I, I surprise them by getting that gift. And that I think is the art of gift giving. But if you have a, a person in your life who's a fan of Elvis Presley, you might want to listen closely to what is going to happen here. Um, there's a new collection coming out called From Elvis in Nashville. And it's going to be a four CD collection or two LPs. Again, here's records making a, a return to, to popularity. 
this is going to be released November 20th. And it was recorded in Nashville. Now, get this, five straight days and nights of recording back in June of 1970. I can only imagine some of those cuts and some of those pieces of music, what they're going to sound like. Um, But again, if you have a huge Elvis fan in your life, um, that would be a nice surprise for the holidays is the From Elvis and Nashville collection. Uh, Speaking of new albums that are coming out, one in particular really uh, shocked me to uh, no end and brought back a classic sound that I think has been missing from this person's collective work. Uh, Alice Cooper will have a new album coming out called Detroit Stories. It'll be released in February of 2021. And it kind of pays homage to the heavy rock sound of Detroit back in the late 60s, early 70s. Now, you know, we all know Detroit was the epicenter of Motown, which gave us so much great stuff. Um, you know, and you look at LA in the late sixties in mid sixties, you had the hippie scene, you know, doors, Buffalo Springfield, then you had San Francisco, you had the grateful dead, the Jefferson airplane scene, even New York city had the rascals and, you know, um, velvet underground. I mean, it just really had their pockets, of rock music, but Detroit was just a hard, hard city to play in. And uh, this album brings that back. And he's using actually a lot of musicians who played in Detroit bands like the MC5s and stuff like that. It's just angry rock, as they call it. But his new album will bring that back into vogue, I'm sure. Staying in the field of music, uh, we have severe issues with clubs, music Venues are going under um, or in danger of closing. And I'm not even just talking about the world of rock and roll. I'm talking about jazz music. Um, Some theaters in Broadway may not open. Um, Live music as we know it may go away. Even though you're seeing uh, artists put on uh, parking lot concerts where you sit in your car and you watch. Southside Johnny had a tremendous run of that over the course of the summer. Um, But again, as we hit the winter months, we got to think about these folks who are uh, struggling to put together um, something so they can survive and something that they can they can latch on to. Um, and I think that one of the things that's important is a, um, a place called the Count Basie Center uh, Recovery Fund. And what this is, is this is uh, a fund for folks to stay alive. And even a place like the Count Basie uh, Theater in New Jersey may not survive this COVID-19. But it is very important that we support the arts as often as we can. Um, It is a nonprofit organization, but the Basie Center Recovery Fund will certainly um, help that if you can donate to them. Um, They're selling some merch uh, for their funds, for their things that they need to in order to pay people, in order to keep the place open. Um, but it's not just that place. It is other places such as um, the Vogel at Count Basie Center in here in New Jersey. Um, you have a couple of things that are going to be perf- – a couple of performers that will be performing there. I know the great comedic uh, talent of Vic D. Bittetto. He'll be there uh, performing. Um, so there are things happening. Uh, that helps support it. But you know what? It, it really comes down to, can we donate a little extra? And I know it's tough in this time. I know with this, the holidays coming up, I know it's very difficult. You reach in, but if we can donate to that, that would be great. 
um, is something that we can do to help bolster and support these music clubs that are, are falling apart. And I gave a whole bunch of them uh, a couple of weeks ago about clubs that are just falling down and not being able to open up Stanhope house here in New Jersey. Uh, the village Vanguard is having issues in New York city as well. So anything we can do to help support musicians and help support folks who are in the business. Um, I think that would be a, a pretty good thing. Speaking of sports, uh, Super Bowl 54 uh, happens on February 7th, 2021. You know, we've had some great rock acts, uh, great music acts over the last uh, 20 years, even going back further, you know, Michael Jackson, Prince, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, Springsteen uh, in the E Street Band that was as wild as it could be. Uh, you had some really great performances by Timberlake and uh, Shakira and, and, uh, and um, her friend that goes out with A-Rod. No, you don't know. My engineer over here doesn't know either. But uh, anyway, great performances are the, are one of the hallmarks of the Super Bowl halftime. And, and no doubt this one will be pretty good. Uh, the Weeknd, who has sold millions and millions of albums, his, his songs have gone to number one. Uh, he will be the halftime performance at Super Bowl 54. And there it is. There's the start of our music. The NFL picks. Wow. We're here already. Can't believe we're at this time already. All right. Gillick, since we started, I am 12 and 6 on the season. Now, mind you, we started at week three. This was a listener idea, which I thought was great. Um, we went 12 and 6 so far on the season. Last week kind of took a turn there that wasn't good. Uh, let me find my notes. Okay. Here we go. All right. NFL picks for this week. Well, let, let's talk about last week real quick. We lost on the Ravens Colts game. Um, still not sold on the Colts after last night's game, but. They did win last night. Anyway, uh, Ravens won that game. We won on the Saints, beating the Bucks. Great game. I love the Saints. So the Saints took them, ran them right out of town. Uh, and we almost won with the Jets. Wow, the Jets almost had their first win. Could have been amazing last week. Uh, but the Patriots pulled that one out in the last minute. So one and two last week. And so far, we are 12 and six on the season. So here's who I'm going with this week. Usually I don't bet against them or bet with them, but or put any kind of idea in my head that they're going to win the game. But I really can see this team coming together. We're talking about the two and seven Giants at home with the three, four and one Eagles. Philly has won eight straight over the Giants. This is a good NFC East battle, believe it or not. The Giants, I think, are starting to come to life. Um, they have been close on teams that they shouldn't have been close with. Um, it's still a big work in progress, obviously, but I'm telling you right now, I feel it in my gut that the Philadelphia eight straight wins over the giants ends, ends on Sunday. So I'm taking the giants another, we're going divisional this week, by the way. So that's an NFC East battle. 
AFC West, which is always brutal at this time of the year, even getting closer to the playoffs. Who knew the Raiders were going to be 5-3 and three with moving to a new place, new name, Las Vegas Raiders? And the Broncos trying to figure it out. Every year they seem like they're trying to figure it out. But you know what? They've won 12 of the last 17 over the Raiders. I think that ends this week. I'm taking the Raiders over the Broncos. And in an NFC West matchup, you have the 5-3 and three Rams against the 6-2 and two Seattle Seahawks, who I think are for real. I think they could be in Tampa for the Super Bowl. I'm taking the Seattle Seahawks over the Rams. Even though the Rams have won four out of the last five games against Seattle, I'm taking Seattle Seahawks. So my picks this week, we're going Giants over the Eagles, Raiders over the Broncos, and Seahawks over the Rams. And there you go, sports fans. There are your picks for week number 10 in the NFL. Well, as we come to a close with this program, um, uh, we close on a sad note. Um, and it just seems like this has been the running theme the entire year. Uh, we lose yet another beloved person in the world of the arts, television, radio, music, uh, theater. Um, it was just sad to, to hear about the loss of Alex Trebek at age 80, the host of Jeopardy, um, the longtime host of Jeopardy. And if you've ever watched the show, and I'm sure most of us have or grew up with it, um, you knew how outstanding he was as the host of that program. And uh, it's just sad. And what's even sadder is that it's not been a week. It's, it's been about a week. And they're already thinking about people to replace him um, as the host of Jeopardy. Um, you know, I just can't think of anybody else who you would want to replace uh, Alex Trebek at this point. I just don't think that that is something that, should happen or could happen. I, obviously, I think they will take their time and their due diligence in figuring out who could replace that legend. But again, exactly that legend was lost. So, so sad. Another part of the childhood ripped away, huh? Yeah, that's what I think. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. It has been an absolute pleasure to do this show for you each and every single Friday. And I know a lot of you listen, and I know a lot of you push the program and, and send it out to other folks. Um, we're getting a lot of new people who listen to the program and giving a lot of positive feedback. So again, if you want to get involved with the show, all you got to do is give me uh, an email at jjg5150 at aol.com, or give me a call, or give me a call, <laughs> or uh, hit me up on Facebook at John Gillick from Scotch Plains, New Jersey. Forgot how good this band was. This is Return to Forever from their Romantic Warrior album, Medieval Overture. I always thought this would be a great drum corps show. Yeah, some really good stuff right there. Again, thank you so much for listening, everybody. This is What to Do. I'm your host, John Gillick. Have a great rest of your weekend and week ahead. And everybody, let's just enjoy. Have fun. I'll see you soon. Thank you.